I don't even know where to start. See, one of my favorite podcasts just starts by them already talking and they just kind of cut in. Mm. And the other podcast has the same opening every week, but I didn't think to develop we an should, opening. We should sing. Sing? No. You don't want me to sing. <laughs> you can kidding. sing. I can't I'm sing. I'm not singing. If we sang, you singing would be the season two version of the Transformers theme, which is decent. And me singing would be like the first season, which is grating and awful. <laughs> um, so let's not do we that. just hum the Clone Wars theme. <laughs> I can't even think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> Those are some decent ideas. I think this is a good, um, for the first episode, it's a good place to just pitch ideas. Um, there's no bad ideas I in love, the first episode. I love baseball. I want to pitch. No, this do not turn this into a sports podcast. I will just sports. Take a sharp left in the college football. Anyways, this is a good place to start. My name's Cameron. My name is Rachel. And um, this is a podcast tentatively called Starformers. Um, I would like to discuss the title on this episode um, and see if we have any better ideas. Um, but yeah, we are just two people who get together every Wednesday and uh, watch Star Wars and Transformers and decide to make it into a podcast. Uh, but before we get into that, I just wanted us to explain who we are. So Rachel, how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, uh, my name is Rachel. Um, I'm real big into animation and art. I have two degrees in both of those fields from my university, and I've always been pretty big into star wars and definitely got more into it in college as i was able to like um be annoying to my friends about it and like it i've always liked transformers um lots of fun pop culture there big into gaming reading art you name it yeah i mean i am now remembering despite one of the first nights we hung out we became friends in college and one of the first nights we hung out we were just swapping Pretty much, it was it was YouTube videos, but mostly animation based. I think that's a huge foundation of our friendship. So it's fun that today's topic centers around Star Wars animation, and that's why Transformers comes in there. Though the Transformers element of our friendship centers around the movies originally, but we'll talk about that in a second. A little bit about me: um, I have a master's in journalism, and that is what really informs a lot of my culture opinions. In that, I started as a film critic um, in high school and went to journalism school for that and now I'm a video producer so I have a very technical perspective on this stuff um, but I've always been a huge animation geek and so but not from an I animate myself like you do but more from just a, an observer and appreciator of it but lifelong Star Wars fan and so I just have and then it kind of went away after episode five a little bit um as far as it just kind of slowly decreased because there wasn't any new movies and I didn't have cable. So I didn't watch Clone Wars as it came out. And then and obviously I got older, got through high school, got into college. And then my second year of college, Force Awakens comes out and re-unlocks all the Star Wars stuff. The and marathon. The marathon. The movie you... nights. Yes. Oh, then that's a couple years later. But yeah, that's um, our college. That, wouldn't have not, that was not until 2017. I just forgot what time was. Sorry. But um, to explain that reference, our friend group, I started a movie night a few years back that 
in our college group, we watch a movie every Tuesday, and it started because leading up to Last Jedi, we watched a Star Wars movie every night. Um, and oh, that was a ton of fun. Um, and then Transformers started for me. It was purely films. That's it. Was the live action movies. I went and saw the the first one in theaters with my little brother. I was 12, 11, 2007 summer. I would have been 11. I was about to turn 12. Um, and I mean, as an 11 year old, it's a perfect movie. Loved at the time. Liked two when it came out. And then uh, hated three in theaters. That's, that's, uh, and yeah, I still hate it. <laughs> but even, so that was like, what year was that? Was that 2014, 2015? 2011 2011 um and so i would have i was almost 17 at that point just 16 about turned 17 and so kind of but i still hate it so i, I mean but the, the difference between the first and the second third one you know this go is the through first time i'm and, hearing this news that <laughs> you hate number three and i am we watched it together we watched two and three back to back one night Anyways, we're, we're man. This is the first oh, episode. We're already way off topic. Yeah, yeah. This is ton of, technically on topic, but I didn't want to get too deep into my own opinions this quickly. Nonetheless, then hated four. I guess what I'm elaborating is how I got to this current point. In my start Transformers opinion and why it's a core element of this podcast. Um, originally, did not want to see four. Was gonna like boycott four because uh, Michael Bay came back. And then my friends convinced me to go see it at like the dollar theater, and I hated it. It was whatever. And then it wasn't until five came out on DVD that a friend of mine, uh, a friend of uh, my friend and I, we decided to watch it because we like to watch bad movies together. And it's one of the best bad movies ever. And it really brought me back around to loving Transformers, at least the films. And then Bumblebee came out. I was a bit disappointed in Bumblebee when it came out in theaters. I've since come to appreciate it because you and I, we watched two and three back to back. And then we watched four and five eventually. And then we watched Bumblebee. And if you... If you watch Bumblebee in close proximity to the Bayformer movies, you really appreciate how well made that film is and how much of a character Bumblebee actually is instead of just a, like, he's, he's not quite a catchphrase machine, but, like, he's almost a walking meme machine, I guess, because that's all he is, is references. Um, but then, okay, so we'll get into, um, did you want to say anything else about the formation of our friendship? We met in college and just both big geeks. I feel like that's when we our friendship actually started. The first time we like actually met face to face was when I was moving in, and you offered. This is like burned into my brain because I think this is very funny. Like I'm big into makeup, and I was carrying that in to move in, and you're like, "Hey, do you need some help being all friendly?" And I went, "Absolutely not," because <laughs> I didn't want anyone else touching it. So that's like the first time we met, and we're actually friends now. Not that I was trying to be mean, but I was like, mm, I'll "Stop you right no. there, sir." No. That learn, is funny. I have to learn how not to talk with my hands on this podcast. Yeah, it's hard. It is very hard. Um, I mean, you can talk with your hands, just don't like I'm bump going the to mic. Punch the mic as hard <laughs> as I can. And um, so yeah, so we just continued to be friends over the years, and you know, made videos together, and seen a lot of movies together. And then now we're both out of college, and so we had to be intentional about actually mm. remaining friends and seeing each other. So about a year ago, when Boba Fett came out. We decided to watch Boba Fett every week as it came out. And then when Boba Fett ended, we were like, let's just keep going. And we started re-watching Rebels, both of our second time watching Rebels. We'd watch it separately. I got you to watch it, actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I watched Clone Wars and Rebels for the first time 
both in the same year within mm-hmm. like a couple months of each other i was like oh this is fine i mean and now i love rebels so yeah and so do i and we're both big defenders of it which i'm really happy about and so, so we Re- this is a rebels stan podcast absolutely 100 percent. and primarily i mean i want to get into a second we'll talk about our general opinions on both things i just kind of gave all my transformers stuff but uh to briefly finish wrapping up uh how we got to this point where we got why we why we have these microphones in front of us right now um we watched boba fett once a week as it came out and then after that ended we watched uh rebels and then we watched kenobi and then we went back to rebels and then we watched andor and when andor ended a few months ago like two months ago we didn't know what to do so we for some reason i had the insane thought because it was free on youtube to put on G1 Transformers because I had never seen it before. I had very little context for it, really, other than I know what Transformers is, but I've never been... I was never an 80s and 90s like cartoon toy show kid. Like I've never watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or G.I. Joe or He-Man, anything like that. So I just never had a concept for what those shows are like, but you had seen at least most of G1. I, I think I, I had seen all of G1 up until about when the timeline goes into like the 1980s, the movie. Mm-hmm. And when Cameron was like, we should watch Transformers G1. I've never seen it. I was like, oh, <laughs> we should. Because I knew what was coming. And I still know what's coming. And I won't say what's coming because I don't want to spoil things. But it has been a roller coaster. Not necessarily, not so much for me, but for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Experiencing yes. How would you the- describe my reaction upon watching the first episode of G1? <laughs> Oh man, you were you're stunned to say the least. I think to go from watching, you know, the Bayverse movies and kind of seeing that train wreck and then, you know, watching Bumblebee and kind of being like, "Oh yeah, this is this is nice." And going into the uh continuity wormhole mm-hmm. that is Transformers G1 back before any this for Hasbro or anyone took Transformers seriously. I think I think you knew you were in for something when I turned on the first episode and the theme song came on where they were singing. Yeah, I I had never even seen the like I'd heard the theme song obviously, but that G1 version is so grating and I had never seen the opening animation and it is all energy. It is all 80s cocaine. It is all <laughs> 5-year-old hopped up on sugar. And yeah, that's a good point. That you kind of know what you're getting into, but you don't know. I don't think you think it'll sustain that, and it somehow does every episode. It sustains that level of crackhead energy. It's almost kind of like, uh, almost like Tiger King in a way. You watch the first episode and you're like, okay, surely this is just the first episode and it's crazy, and it just keeps going. It's the same for that G1 Transformers. It's like, surely they can't keep doing the exact same thing and keep it as wacky as they do. And then each new episode starts, and it's like a a time loop. That's a good comparison. So that leads us to now, pretty much. We started calling it Star Wars. Obviously, it was Star Wars night, because it was just Star Wars. And then um, once we started watching Transformers, it became Star Wars. I started referring to it as Star Formers night in our text messages. And then a few weeks back, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do, like after bad batch ends like I, I, it was pretty much as andor was ending i was like I, i'm enjoying watching just transformers but i feel like 
we're gonna we're gonna start to have big gaps between Star Wars shows, and we're gonna run out of Transformers. And I just wanted something for us to do on these nights, and so I thought it'd be fun for us to we we end up discussing anyway. So I thought it'd be fun for us to just convert into a podcast to have to throw into the great maw of the internet of <laughs> endless content. But um, I mean, for our own record, and if anyone else if anyone else gets enjoyment out of it, then great. And we love talking about transformers and star wars yeah. so <laughs> and for me i wanted to do a po- i've been wanting to do a podcast for a while um but f- i think it's fun to do a podcast even if you no one's ever gonna listen to it because it podcasts motivate me like in my spare time if i want to watch a movie like it's impossible to decide if i have a podcast i know has covered a movie that will be fun for me to watch that movie and then listen to the podcast because if i even if i hate the movie or am bored of the movie i get the joy out of listening to the podcast so i think for this we can have a lot of fun doing whatever and when i and the in between spaces where we don't have star wars shows or thankfully this year there's a new transformers so there's some relevance to transformers this year um if there's not a new transformers or star wars thing we can play a video game we can watch a movie um of some sort we can we can have some fun with it um read a comic you know there's lots of stuff we can do in our free time and then come together talk about batman (laughs) oh man if we start going to our individual fascinations i think that'll now see we do have some and we'll talk about the plan for the podcast in a bit but we do have some other stuff we could talk about because it's shared which is the cunt why this is about star wars and podcasts i mean star transformers anyways real quickly i just wanted us to give our general overview just give people an idea of our relationship to Star Wars and Transformers, our opinions. What are your general Transformers opinions? Just briefly. How much? T- okay. Oh man. So I guess I had some friends introduce me to Transformers like through the first live action movie, and I was like hooked mm. immediately. I was like, "Yep, this is it. This is for me." Um, and then I wasn't. I wasn't really huge into the movies. Honestly, the series that got me into it was Transformers Prime. Um. I've really only seen a few stories, but I am a frequent visitor to the TF wiki. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can read a lot of things on there. Um, so, I mean, my personal opinion is that I think one and three are the best live action movies. Well, actually, I think Bumblebee is above them technically because I feel like there's actually some care shown mm-hmm. to it a little sure. bit. Um, Michael Bay hate account. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I think the movies are like fine and it's just all downhill after three because yeah (laughs) it's something for sure um i think the shows typically outweigh the movies for the most part um especially the idw comics which you're probably not all that familiar with but no it's run i believe just ended lots of people on twitter sad about that i saw um but overall i really enjoy it i just think it's kind of fun to watch giant you, robots duke out their politics uh, <laughs> you're gonna be our gateway to twitter on this I, podcast because i don't go on twitter at all I should not so. go on twitter as often as <laughs> but I you do. provide some nice memes through there and some, it's you send me all the memes on instagram and i send you all the memes on twitter yeah. it just works out how would we know what to be mad about if we didn't have twitter <laughs> because then we have things to get response to anyways um you mentioned the tf wiki shout out to the tf wiki uh not sponsored article about uh jesus it's great look it up it's hilarious are you, are you kidding me i thought you sent that to me or megan sent it to me our friend megan i can't she did that was her oh because my response was 
that's the TF wiki. Cause, or I was like, that <laughs> oh. sounds exactly like the TF wiki. Yeah, the way I written. didn't know it was the TF wiki. You're the one who pointed it out. I think yes. it was. I should probably double check Good that. Good stuff. But, well, I, I already briefly summarized my opinion on Transformers, but like the, the movies are guilty pleasure for me. I think the first one, I could potentially make an argument for it being a decent film because I've come to appreciate it more since starting the cartoon because I think the movie does in some respects capture some of that insane energy to some degree, not necessarily in the best way, but Transformers 1, the film, 2007 film, is somewhat a 2007 version of what the cartoon was in the 80s. So I think in that sense, I, I like it a lot as an adaptation. Two through four are straight up bad films that I enjoy for their horribleness. And then five transcends its horribleness and somehow becomes almost a parody of itself. Funny at all levels. It, I love them. Um, and Bumblebee's pretty decent. Um, it doesn't have the bad factor, which I kind of almost knocks it for me. But just judging on its on a critical level, I think it's pretty well made. And Bumblebee feels like a character. Just now starting on the cartoons, played a little bit of the War for Cybertron video mm. game, and I had a couple of toys. Um, that's about it. Um, and then Star Wars. What are your broad general Star Wars opinions? Oh, man. Uh, I love it. Uh, so I feel like this is a good example. I have very vivid memories of we had like a DVD player in my mom's van, and we would each pick out a movie to bring along mm. and always brought like seven but one of the ones that i almost always picked was revenge of the sith nice <laughs> to watch nice. in the van on the way to wherever um and it's always been like my top favorite um i am i've really enjoyed seeing how it's grown in the past couple of years um seeing what's grown star wars specifically. oh just star Sorry. wars like yeah, in general okay um nice. i know a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about the disney acquisition but um it's just great how much content we're getting, whether books, comics, um, shows, and movies just in general that really didn't exist, mm -hmm. sure. I would say, after maybe that prequel trilogy of, uh, outside of maybe books and comics. Mm -hmm. So it's been really nice to see just how it's kind of almost like exploded again into its like pop culture phenomenon. Um, I mean, I love it. I ha I mean, I don't want to get too into it. For the most part, I really enjoyed a lot of all the new stuff that's come out. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think I don't say it's one hundred percent perfect, but there's always good and bad on everything that's new that's released. So totally, um, big fan. I'm pretty similar. Um, grew up watching Star Wars. Always loved the movies. I'm a film guy in general, so I think I look at the movies. It's I you know what that's that's I'm split on them. There are moments where I can look at the films as films and judge them on that merit. But when I think of, especially when I'm not watching it, I just think about, especially the prequel films, because I grew up with them. I'm aware there's a lot of badness to them, but it's hard for me to fully figure out whether I like even like them or not. I just enjoy Star Wars as a whole and um, thus am always down, especially for something new. Like anytime a new thing comes out, I'm excited about it. Um, and to reply to something you just said about the new stuff that's obviously a controversial topic for star wars fans and both of us we have a lot of fun as people who mostly enjoy them and really love ragging on toxicity online if you don't like them the fandom menace <laughs> yes absolutely if it's not about hating people who don't like the new stuff it's about hating people who 
have to be jerks about it um, to keep it at a PG podcast and There's use nice words. Big difference between genuine constructive criticism and I don't like this because it's different. And I think you and I, as people who are creatives, we make stuff. And that doesn't mean that non-creatives aren't allowed to have opinions, but we have an appreciation for what it's like to make something. And the thought and effort that goes into that, even if you make something terrible, it still took some thought and work. And we, I think we recognize that the new stuff often has a good amount of heart. It, it's made, obviously, by a major corporation, but we know that people like J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and even Ron Howard coming in to pick up the pieces on Solo are still putting in the effort, still trying. Tony Gilroy. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's an interesting case of someone who probably hates Star Wars from what I've read. I don't know. I don't want to... I've heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> but he made something great. And um, so generally speaking, we always, we most like the new stuff. And then even when we don't, we're glad it exists and it wouldn't exist otherwise. Um, and it is fun to pick apart things. Oh, absolutely. Like to, you know, kind of be like, you know, it would have been interesting if they did this or not. But again, sure. I think the big thing is separating the content from mm -hmm. the creators almost in a way, you know, like not example, not harping on the actors for doing what they're told to do. Oh, sure. oh yeah. Well, you, you and I are definitely against bullying actors who are just doing their job and it's the stupidest thing ever. That's that's what we side against. Kelly for Marie sure. Tran, you're probably not going to ever listen to this, but we love you. Yeah, absolutely, hundred um, percent. So we we are glad Star Wars is up and running. I personally wish there were more movies. I think they have Disney has put way too many of their eggs in the Disney Plus basket. Not everything needs to be a show. I wish Kenobi had been a movie. Yeah. Um, we both think Kenobi is fine. We both thought Boba Fett was kind of a mixed bag. We both loved Andor. Not to, I don't want to say like we both are the same on everything, but I feel like generally speaking, we have similar opinions. Very similar. You like Clone Wars a lot more than me. Um, I've never watched all of Clone Wars. Well, I love Rebels more than Clone Wars. Good. I, I like Rebels No, I love Rebels more than Clone Wars. But you like Clone Wars more than I yeah, like I Clone it was Wars. Fine. But yeah. But you stuck with it. I could only watch a little bit of it. True. I did force myself to kind of get through some of those arcs. But what I like now with this is I will watch an episode of a show a week. I don't really care for Bad Batch that much, but I'm willing to watch one episode a week. And it is a fun time to watch 20 minutes of Star Wars animation once a week. It's just like I can't retroactively watch six seasons of not so good Clone Wars, in my opinion. I also Entirely was around valid. and watched as it came out the original Clone Wars 2D micro series. And I'm in love with that. Uh, and uh, Jindy Tartoski. Yeah, Tartoski. I can never remember exactly what his last name is, but... um. I love that original 2D show and it doesn't have as strong of a narrative necessarily as Clone Wars because it doesn't have much of a narrative, but I thought it was better animation, better uh, action, and just a fun way to fill in the gap between two and three. Whereas, and also, so something I wanted to ask you was what is your favorite Star Wars character? My favorite Star Wars character is Obi-Wan. And so... Obi-Wan doesn't get much to do in Clone Wars because he can't change that much. Um, and But Obi-Wan's always been my favorite character since I was a kid and um, can't really explain why. Um, he just is. probably It's probably mostly because of Ian McGregor. Um, but I've I always normally like the mentor character um, because I'm the grandpa of our friend group. And so, and I've been a grandpa man. since I was a little boy. Boba Fett. Yes. It's my man. I love him. 
where would you say you come like I would I could say possibly like a video game could make you like because like the movies don't really make him a favorite character I would think I think well so <laughs> I I mean I already said this I also grew up with Star Wars my mm-hmm. mom saw A New Hope in theaters when it came out so mm-hmm. you know they're all big Star Wars fans um so I think I gravitated to Boba Fett like watching the original trilogy as a child because I was like that guy looks cool um and then playing Battlefront 2 with my brother. Mm, absolutely. Um, I, Huge. I got that hero versus villains map on, mm, most likely. Totally. Um, I always picked Boba Fett because he's also, he's just cool. And so it just mm. kind of gravitated. And now if I see a Boba Fett merch, I will acquire <laughs> it. And we'll probably talk about merch in the future. Merch. We, there's, there's plenty of subjects we can, we can bring up um, going forward and it'll be a lot of fun. And this is obviously a star Wars heavy episode because we're about to talk about bad batch and we'll talk about transformers more, but I know a lot less about it. So there'd probably be a lot of, of Rachel educating, uh, uh, me. I also was just about to make make a mistake and I'm going to go ahead and explain the mistake. Now. Um, I hang out with Rachel and my fiance a lot. My fiance's name is Allison. I will sometimes get their names mixed up. (laughs) So if I don't catch it and I, say the name Allison. I am talking about Rachel. Um and I've just said the wrong name, most likely. Oh no. You, yeah, you got it right. I got it right, but it's, I almost said it. Yeah, it's the old so I'm gonna preemptively explain it. It's the old man. Yes. The man. old man brain. Anyways, just briefly um because we're in the medium of a podcast, I quickly want to talk about our podcast opinions. Um I love podcasts. I listen to them almost every day, but mostly just two podcasts. My favorites are The Weekly Planet and Blank Check. Um two just two geeks who are friends talking about culture. So that's why that's exactly what's happening here. Um, and, but my original first love that got me into podcasting my first year of college was Screen Junkies movie fights. Probably wasn't very good, but it was the first one I listened to. So it's got influence on me. Some other podcasts I like are Lore, 99% Invisible, WTF with Mark Marin, You Made It Weird, and Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, just to name a few. And my podcasting experience is I had a, couple friends who had a podcast in college and they would bring me on to talk about what else movies um do you have anything you want to say on that subject i'm not a big a big podcast person i follow one podcast it is uh dark side divas and they are also a star wars podcast nice and they are currently going through um star wars chronologically and i think They've been they've been doing Clone Wars for a while. Wow! Yikes. Um, I think they're on the tail end of Clone Wars. I think the last time I saw they might be on season seven. Uh, so I don't know if they'll take a break after this or if they're gonna like hop straight into like. Oh, I think they would go into Revenge of the Sith at that point. I think. Oh, interesting. Maybe if they haven't done it already, I haven't kept up for a while. I'm mm. kind of a bad fan. Um, but yeah. They're going through it chronologically. And I'm not big into podcasts, but one of my... I mean, I like uh, like video essays. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite video essays on YouTube is called Fascinating Horror. Um, he just kind of talks about scary situations. Like, Oh, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, like I think one time a couple of Russian farmers accidentally found a uh, nuclear waste in an abandoned factory and took it home. So just kind of like scary situations. And I like dark history. I think I, 
I'm definitely more of like if I'm going to listen to someone talk, it's going to be about like history or nice. So if on this podcast you're interested in Star Wars and you're clearly also interested in scary stories, then at some point we'll probably have to sh- you share some of your online dating experience no. and the, the the way you have interacted with men discussing Star Wars. Those are hilarious stories and are quite scary. They're hilarious from a certain perspective. When, when you get to listen to them and not have to deal with them. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, so I wanted to quickly just lay out our plans for the podcast. And these are subject to change, obviously. But as of right now, we're planning to just every week discuss whatever we are watching. This week is the first two episodes of Bad Batch. And then we'll get through Bad Batch. And then whatever time we have before the next thing comes out. We'll make this plans on that. We'll probably talk about Transformers to some degree. Um, but yeah, so it'll just be probably, for the most part, a weekly podcast. Where we'll discuss whatever new Star Wars thing is out. I think uh, Mandalorian will actually overlap. That's what it was. I don't I, think we're going to have oh, time to watch Transformers. Well, I mean, we could always yeah. do it. But I think it comes out Feb- February sometime. Oh, nice. That's I, right. I think you're right. I, I, I was trying to remember what the next show was. It's Mandalorian season Mandal three. Match. Well, great. Um, and, um, we'll figure out a way to squeeze transformers in there at some point. Um, but it'll happen. Um, and then, so let's go ahead and then talk about bad batch real fast. Um, I quickly talked about bad batch season one already. Uh, uh, Rachel, what is your opinion on bad batch season one? I I enjoyed it. Um, when the premiere came out, we had a group of, uh, it was us two and then a bunch of other friends that all watched it. And I was, I mean, everyone shut up. (laughs) during it so i could watch it because that first episode was was it almost like an hour it was long man it was so long it was, it was a year and a half ago when that came out a little over that actually. i forgot Time. may 2021 yeah you're right because i graduated then um i enjoyed it i thought there i think the highlights of were definitely the first part the first episode and the last episode um like i, I enjoyed the series i think it just kind of fell into <sighs> the same routine of the heist episodes Mm. a little too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know uh mission of the week kind Mm -hmm. of thing yeah um i enjoyed the episode with rex and the chips that was actually quite fun it's also good to see our boy rex uh excuse me uh oh the order you know you know mr dave filoni throwing in an order 66 scene whenever he can that was that was rough. It was really cool to see uh, Kanan, though, or Caleb Doom. <laughs> With uh, the voice actor's With voice simply pitched man, up. With the grown man, Freddie Prince, <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., right? Is he yes, a junior? Correct. He's a junior. Yes. Yeah, the grown man in the 12-year-old boy's body was a little interesting because I think your brain is like, is that? <laughs> Something's wrong here. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> Hit puberty real early. <laughs> So, um, oh, uh, for also for context, I hate crosshair. So <laughs> I feel like I should announce that because I don't like him. So this is a... he's the villain of the show. I know. I still don't like him. <laughs> what did I, he do? What was like the what, what kicked okay, that off for you? So I can't remember what episode it is. It's in season seven. It's one of the Bad Batch episodes when spoilers for season seven of Clone Wars. Sorry if you haven't seen it. Um, Rex, Anakin, and the Bad Batch are going to rescue Echo. You remember that? He's uh-huh. They're going to rescue him. And on the way there, 
um you know the bad batch and uh rex are bickering and there's a line that crosshair i can't remember the exact quote i meant to look it up but crosshair goes basically he says to rex well if you were a better captain or teammate then this wouldn't have happened and echo wouldn't have gotten captured like it was something it was something super snarky and that was when i went mm, i do not like you because i was just really uncalled for and rude so you went into the bad bat show not knowing he's going to become the villain already hating yeah i already just so then him. he betrays the team and so that was just the that's the thing that confuses me because i mean and then he commits war crimes <laughs> they all do i mean <laughs> and I, I like villains yeah, that's my, true. I mean, I love Boba Fett. My my favorite Rebels character is Callus, Agent Callus. That's mm, I love him. So I like villains, but it was just I don't know. It was the way it was just the way Crosshair was like. Well, yeah, if you were a better team member, then this wouldn't have happened. And I was just like, wow, I don't blame Rex for uh, sucker punching you in that <laughs> scene. You deserve. You deserved it. So, anyways, that's where the the vitriol comes from. So, as we continue this podcast of Bad Batch, I will be slandering Crosshair every chance I get. Get ready for it. So, um, I like I said, I not watched most Clone Wars. I watched Clone Wars season seven as it came out, and that was when I realized, okay, I can enjoy this as it comes out each week. Wasn't super impressed by the Bad Batch as a care as characters. Um, and I was really confused as to why they're introducing these characters. Why in the show that's ending, it's over. This is the they promoted as the final season. Why are we introducing all these new characters? Should have foreseen this is spinoff material. Um, wasn't sure what that show was going to be about. Is I was thinking to myself, is this just more Clone Wars? Is it just these characters fighting in the Clone Wars? Was very excited when they announced it was post Revenge of the Sith. Uh, thought that sounded like a really cool idea to explore that immediate the, the formation of the empire from a clone perspective in the immediate aftermath to get to see okay why did the empire move on from clone troopers to the stormtroopers how what's that look like what is and while i think it's still a fun show in that regard i don't think it fully encapsulates or or explores what that looks like a lot of the episodes could have taken place in almost any time period it does some some i think you know seeing uh crosshair lead his commandos and go and kill people and these people are expecting them to be the good guys and they're not and stuff like that is interesting and now we're starting to see in season two uh echo start to want to push back into kind of rebellion area era area and I think that will be interesting. I think that will lead into more. What I was hoping for is to see what, because that's what I love about Rebels is it shows what life is like under the Empire. I want to see what life is like as the Empire is taking over. I think that's really fascinating. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. The the kind of week to week episodic. I I'm not a huge television guy. I like movies, so television often gets on under my skin when each episode has its own plot. I don't tend tend to get very engaged in that unless it's really really good. I do like television shows that tell very large, not necessarily large, but stories over the entire season that are engaging. So I tend to enjoy more the um, uh, serialized storytelling rather than the episodic. Um, but I can enjoy Star Wars no matter what. So 
That's why it's not my favorite. Um, the animation certainly is better than early Clone Wars. It looks great. Mm -hmm. It just they are stuck with the style that Clone Wars started with, so they can't they can't get too far away from that. Um, but it is significantly improved, and uh, the music's great. And Kevin I like the Connor. voice acting for the most part, though we will talk about voice acting here in a second as we talk about <laughs> these episodes. I uh, about that. But um, yeah, so let's go ahead and transition into talking about the actual first two episodes of season two. Um, one of my first big reactions on the episode was I did not remember Omega's voice performance being that bad. I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I necessarily thought it was bad. I feel like her accent got stronger. That might be it. I think that's. I meant I mean to do a I need to do a side by side, but I I really don't know how to explain it. It's like her accent got stronger. Yeah, I wonder or... if it's a, a potentially an example of they hired a young woman to voice this character who's age appropriate, and then she's mm. as she's growing up, she's trying to sound like a kid still. So whereas maybe potentially in the first season her performance was a little bit more naturalistic, now she's grown up by a year or two or three i don't know when they recorded it's only a couple months yes but the actual actress oh you're right it's been at right. least a year maybe two years maybe three years depending on when they actually recorded the episodes of bad batch True, so she is season. trying to sound younger than her current self whereas when she recorded season one she was trying to sound like herself that i'm just spitballing here so potentially why but yeah there's something off and i would be interested to hear it side by side I, um a very quick side tangent. I have a friend that lives in New Zealand, and her boyfriend sent her the uh, sent sent her a video. We were on a group chat together, or a video chat, and it's like, is this like a regional accent? You know, just kind of like mm -hmm. how there's different regional accents in the United States. Um, just curious if like maybe Omega has a regional mm -hmm. New Zealand accent. And we were watching the video, and Omega starts speaking, and my friend just goes, "Oh, that's New Zealand." <laughs> nice. It was, really, it was really funny, which. I think it's kind of funny how, or it's kind of nice because, so she's an unaltered female, well, unaltered for the most part. She's a female clone of Django Fett. And, you know, Django, Django, Tamara Morrison, has the, has a New Zealand accent mm -hmm. because he's Maori. Um, I believe Daniel Logan does as well. Maybe mm -hmm. not as The young man who he, played young Boba Fett. Yes, young Boba Fett. He's also from New Zealand. Um so kind of interesting you know these unaltered clones you mm. know kept their new zealand accents versus the other clones but so i feel like that <laughs> might have like been d bradley Baker. I, like d, I love d bradley but um so kind of interesting because you hear his range of voices so on display in this show anytime he shows up in something else i just hear the bad batch character oh yes i'm playing especially Pla wrecker i'm playing plague toe requiem and npcs <laughs> will talk and i swear i'm like that's gotta be him that's hilarious with a bad french accent um and i just realized earlier we talked about not attacking um actors for just doing their job and the first thing i bring up is criticizing this it's okay to criticize people i just wanted to lay that out it's totally okay. i think i'm we're this is very lighthearted. we don't take this as the most serious thing in the world but we will call people out if we don't think they're doing a good job but we don't you're not attacking we, her as a yeah, person it's not it does it should not be a reflection of a human being's value how good or bad they are in a piece of uh, media michelle michelle ong or is it something like that it's yeah A-N-G. I would i would michelle guess ong. michelle ong yeah so um and voice, in... voice acting is very hard and a lot of normal actors can't do it so i, I think she is actually 
not normally a voice actor. I think she's a normal. Yeah, she's like all a her TV actor, all her known actress. for stuff on IMDb is all live action, so that might explain why she's not necessarily the best. It's like the comparison of TV actors and theater actors. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Um. So my so I'm I'm my notes are all in chronological order. So if I bring something up and you have something around that time period, feel free to bring it up. Um. My next little note is just I like the crab's little block. Is uh, the crabs at the very beginning of episode one the way they block the lasers, especially from a wide shot they just kind of like pop down into their blocking mode i thought it was cute that opening scene uh feels very similar to pirates of the caribbean <laughs> dead man's chest that's another one of jack, our shared interests oh yeah when jack is running away from uh the tribe of the island on mm-hmm. the beach yes um, and especially like turning the corner and running down along the beach absolutely good call they also uh they animated echo slipping and falling in like the first two seconds, it just could have, you know, they could have had them just run. Sure. But I mean, I saw this. His foot hits the water, and it's like he hydroplanes. Oh, that's interesting. And he just eats it straight into the water. Huh. Yeah, that I think that's you know, character animation is very important. Is giving your characters personality through their actions. Um, speaking of the water, all I could think about is that they were standing in the water, and the water wasn't really moving. It wasn't really interacting with their leg, and it just made me think of the original Battlefront. Mm. Of as you in those classic uh early xbox era ps2 era video games as you move through water it just kind of sits still and doesn't do anything that's what it made me think of um my next note i have so do you have anything uh before they leave the crab planet omega's hands of steel oh <laughs> yes. my gosh oh and, and we both rewatched. we watched it on wednesday and then we rewatched it again today separately like physically makes made my hands, my hands hurt. hurt yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was so uncomfortable because I was like, that should be tearing her skin off. What you know is happening? Like metal cable. Yes. <sighs> it, it makes my hands hurt now. Uh. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, anything else from that portion? Nope. Um, I so. I, my next note is just Wanda Sykes. <laughs> That's my next note. As feet. So they don't say her name in the episode, but they do. I, actually. Oh, they did. I they do. I ha- well, I had to rewatch it and I missed it. And Sid's like, this is fee. Or oh, okay. no, this is a friend. Fee is the best pirate I know, oh. and it sounds like she. Oh, that's funny. P H E E. Oh, okay. So it sounds like another word. That's why I missed it. Um, takes me way out of it. Um, Wanda Sykes is probably one of the most prevalent voice actors, like recognizable celebrity voice actors in anything. And, but she's herself. And it's very, very hard to not just hear her. Um, though I did find it very funny that she, I did not really catch it the first time her hitting on tech. It's pretty funny. I one of my favorite Reddit comments that I saw was made a comment about like Fee flirting with tech. And the first response was she was interested until he opened his mouth. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, that's very true. Did you know so she called him she called him brown eyes, mm-hmm. which is also what they call Mando in oh, season two. And I don't know if there's necessarily a correlation, but I mean brown eyes. An interesting are connection, pretty though. are pretty it's uh it's all it's like poetry rhymes. <laughs> Spheres, circle, space theory, Rachel, circle theory, it's all connected. Oh, but I thought that was that's kind of interesting. George Lucas, what are you doing here? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, and, and my next note is a while they're doing their stealth mission. Oh, before we go on to the stealth mission, sorry, no, I'm talking. I'm going to talk about Sid's office. <laughs> um, Sid has, uh, at least I only saw three clone helmets in her office there's one on the wall of 
on the shelf of what I think is like a Republic pilot's helmet. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a regular Republic clone helmet. Mm-hmm. And there's a Boba prototype helmet. Oh. Or at the very least, a white Mandalorian helmet. Very interesting. But while they're standing, there's like a side shot of all of them. So when you say Boba proto helmet, you mean the original concept art of Boba when he had white armor? Is yeah. that what you're referring to? Yes. Interesting. I had to pause. I looked at it. I was like, I'm fairly certain that is a white Boba helmet. That's cool. Um, again, at the very least, just a white Mandalorian helmet. But I was kind of like, that's. I don't know if those were there in the first season. Um, I seem to remember probably the standard clone trooper helmet and the pilot helmet Maybe. seemed to recall but i don't remember the the boba helmet i also didn't catch that's, it today that's though, the so. first one i noticed i was like interesting boba i'm bringing it up because i just want to see it it sounds really cool so this is this is the kind of geeky stuff i'm i was hoping we get into so i appreciate you catching that because that's i though i think we're probably hyper vigilant to that after andor and uh <laughs> <laughs> so many things it's gonna be on the left side on the wall um oh i accidentally went to the season one episode one <laughs> not helpful <laughs> well while cameron looks this up uh i feel like i'll fill some of this dead space so you know bad batch was supposed to come out in july oh my god and then it's supposed to come out in september <laughs> so you know this is the anxiously awaited season two and i don't know if anyone else had this experience when september rolls around the supposed release date it pops up season two pops up as an option on Disney Plus, but when you clicked on it, there were no episodes listed. It was such, it was such a disappointment. It was so frustrating. Oh, it was really, and funny. I was like, I don't not even that excited for this show, and I was super disappointed because <laughs> I was excited at the concept of like back to back Andor and Bad Batch. I think those mm. two shows would have balanced each other out so nicely because Andor is dark and realistic and live action, and Bad Batch is fun and lighthearted and animated, and. We weren't sure if it was going to come. They had said it was going to come out, and they said it wasn't going to come out. We weren't sure. And then Andor comes out, and there is a page for Bad Bad Season 2. Uh-huh. I have never been psyched out so hard. Uh-huh. I also I found the Boba Fett helmet. And yeah, I mean, I guess canonically, it's technically just a Mandalorian helmet. But that feels very much like a reference to early Boba, Boba Fett. Early concept art. Oh, and well, I mean, it kind of makes sense because Omega. There you go. She's. Oh, are you just Omega actually just took. Boba Fett's place somewhere down the road. <laughs> she killed Boba and took his place. It's actually Omega the whole time. Oh or, my gosh. Or no, after uh, Boba falls into the pit, she takes on. Oh. The... Oh, wait. I forgot that we already have a canonical explanation yeah. <laughs> for they're Boba ta- Fett. They're tag teaming. He gets to be crime lord, um, mm. dad to all these rambunctious street <laughs> children. And she goes and. Uh, I don't know, is plays as Boba Fett. I don't know. So uh, my next note here is, uh, why don't the Bad Batch take advantage of Echo sounding exactly like a clone? Oh my gosh. You pointed this out as we were watching it. Um, Their whole issue was that they thought they were going to get caught as soon as the clone that they knocked out didn't report in. Echo, you sound exactly like him. I know. Just, 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 what are you doing? Echo could have picked it up and been like, sorry, I saw something on the 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 west side of the the do you know what do you know what it is um he can't put the helmet on because he's got the thing on the back of his he's head got his beats headphones <laughs> um so that was just a little nitpick there um um i made the joke as we were watching that all the cargo falling out of the sky was either like indiana drones refrigerator scene from uh uh 
the fourth one. Crystal yeah, Skull. Crystal Skull. Thank you. And or it's like Uncharted. I don't really have any deep analysis here. I thought it was funny. Um, anything else from that sequence for you? Um, that's the end of episode one. That's it. Before we move on to ex, uh, I guess episode two. Um, while they're on the way to uh, Dooku's palace, mm-hmm. uh, the conversation between Hunter and Echo, um, where they're uh, almost one of the things I wanted to reference is that someone's probably going to make a meme that Hunter and Echo's conversation is parents during the 2008 recession versus their kids in the background. But, like the money talks. <laughs> uh, That's really good. <laughs> uh, but so Echo is obviously very much like, he's like, we should do more, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of hinting that I think he wants to go find Rex and, hmm. or, you know, doing more against the empire specifically. But so at the line, he says, we should be doing more. There's a little musical trumpet trill that, uh, sounds a lot like kind of like the iconic clone music like oh, that played during the clone wars interesting so it's kind of fun it's almost like a callback of hmm. i feel like his duty as a quote-unquote reg yeah i like it i like i think i think that is a really fascinating concept and i'll be very interested to see where that goes um so yeah thanks for bringing that up um I so at the start of episode two, um, they crash land and they're in a big shipping container and things are flying around and it is almost like Mimic's death in Andor. Um, yeah, he, weirdly he, coincidental. There, tech is. I feel like everyone got Nemec flashbacks yes. when that happened. Um, also, FYI, tech makes a comment that you know he's like, I got hit. You know, it's like got crushed by 150 kilograms of weight the weight of the box and uh for us <laughs> imperial <laughs> metric or imperial measurement users 150 kilograms is about 330 pounds so mm-hmm. that falling from 40 feet he is lucky his artery is in one Yeesh. piece because yeah yeah if you're is it femoral i'm not the, the artery by your femur um <laughs> if that gets Horn, even if it's on the inside, you'll bleed out in like five minutes. Like you're dead. Mm-hmm. It's bad. So that was <laughs> every <laughs> the the panic <laughs> that everyone had. Probably, I like it. Um, so my next note is at um, I potential segment for the show. Um, I have that toy. Um, whenever the clones show up on their speeder bikes, I've got that Lego. <laughs> That's all, I, that's all I got. Wow. <laughs> um, we both thought it was hilarious how Hunter was still using his stun gun while, uh, I have the wrong name here, uh, Wrecker is using a tank cannon to <laughs> uh, shoot at the other tanks, uh, other uh, clones. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. he was. He's going to town. I Upon a rewatch, it did look like he was aiming between them. Okay. And not necessarily directly at them. Uh, however, I still feel like, you know, you would get some residual shrapnel. Yes. <laughs> That's not how explosives work. At you. Non-lethal <laughs> rounds only. Okay. <laughs> Environmental damage only. <laughs> um, you, can go, you can go on. So my next note is actually um, a 
story point, another story point I actually liked was when they, um, uh, the man, I didn't write down his name. Romar Abdul. Thank you. Abdel. Romar. He Romar. brings Tech the database and asks him to open it up. And Tech refers to it as a separatist database. And Romar's like, no, it's actually my people's history. Scenario? We, something like that. Yeah. He's like, we existed before the war. And Tech says, I've never thought about it like that before. That was a cool moment. I Something that I really enjoy about uh, Clone Wars and Bad Batch is they have and a little bit of Andor have complicated the perception of the Clone Wars. I also feel like we saw some growth for Echo in that scene. I don't Absolutely. know if it was necessarily like it was necessarily intentional, but you know, in season one, I can't remember the episode number, they have to go and save a former separatist senator. And Echo he doesn't like flip out, but he does not want to be on that mission to help that man. And I mean I understand. <laughs> he really went through kind of hell at the hands of the separatist army. So I, I mean, I understand, but I he had no animosity towards that old man. Um, hmm. Interesting. So just especially just or Romar, sorry, <laughs> based on his last reaction to that uh, to the separatist. Yeah, that's senator. a good. That's a good observation. Um, I was also gonna say I don't know if you looked up his. If we're gonna wait to talk about voice actors, no, Prince. I looked um, him up. I didn't. He's been in a lot, but I didn't really know him from anything. So, so Hector, uh, Romar Abdel is voiced by Hector Elizondo, who is uh, most popularly known as for Avatar: Last Airbender fans, uh, Wan Shi Tong, who is the owl from the underground library in season two. Um, he's also Jim Gordon in the Lego Batman movie. I saw that, yeah. And he probably one of his more popular roles is uh, Joe in Princess Diaries, the security guard, uh, Mia's security guard. So I thought that was... So he ain't no one. <laughs> well, yeah. He Not ain't... to you, at least. He ain't no one. So he's he's been a lot. So that's kind of cool. Um, apparently, this is according to Reddit. I don't know how accurate this is. So, no. That is a different voice actor. I'll get to that later. I mixed them up. But yeah. So... I thought he did. I really liked his performance. Yeah, yeah. As nice. as I was watching it the second time, I was paying more attention to it, and it really felt like an actual performance. So that's why I looked him up, and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this guy is an actor, and he's done a lot of voice acting as well as as live action acting. And yeah, he just brings it. It's a. I feel like this character, this almost nearly identical character, shows up in a few times a season in these shows: the Rebels, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, whatever. Um, but it's a good, it's a fun performance. Not fun. It's a very endearing performance, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Oh, when he gives Omega the toy. Yeah. He's like, it just makes you happy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh. oh. The last toy she had, well, that we've seen her with, was the little Stormtrooper doll. Yeah. That she was coloring to look like the Bad Batch. Yeah. Which I thought was... That does set up a nice um, trope or storyline that I do enjoy of, of children who have been forced into tough situations need to actually live their childhood. So I that's, think that's... that's oh, good. sorry. No, go ahead. I thought... Yeah, I think that's a good example because, you know, she sees the Bad Batch as her brothers because they are her brothers. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting seeing this, like, outward uh, opinion because, you know, they're going to see her. The Bad Batch are going to see her, you know, like, as, like, their kid, their sister, you know, someone to protect. And it's kind of nice to see Romar was like, this is a kid. Mm -hmm. Here's a toy. Very, you know, just a outside perspective of them. this is a kid who has a bow. A very, an electro bow. 
I guess, kind of, that I'm still not sure if it has lethal slash non-lethal settings. Oh, good point. We talked about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, it's very unlikely. It's possible, but um, so my next note here is um, Echo trying to talk Omega away from the chest is very much like the final scene of Last Crusade. I would say almost just down to the fact of her jumping as the ledge crumbles mm -hmm. and being caught. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I obviously had a few previous comments where I was comparing things in this like to other stuff. And I think that's a fun thing to point out because Star Wars has always worn its influences on its sleeves. The original movie is a straight up retelling of uh, The Hidden Fortress and very clearly aesthetically inspired by Flash Gordon and other serials. And Indiana Jones is also Lucasfilm. Exactly. And that also has its own influences. And, uh, you know, I, part of the reason why I love Solo is it cl draws clearly from inspiration of like Westerns and um, World War II films and stuff like that. And that's also a big influence on the original films. And so when Star Wars is clearly showing we're going to do a parody, not exactly a, a parody, but we're going to do an homage to something. It's fun to point out. So I think it's, it's also Solo is very similar to um, American Graffiti, George mm -hmm. Lucas's, or at least the opening sequences. Anyways. Um, I was going to bring up Around that time, this is like 15, 30 minutes into the episode, um, where this is where Wrecker and Hunter are trying to make their way to, I believe, the Marauder, the ship, after being after leaving Dooku's hideout. Um, there's, it's just, so Wrecker, they're kind of like on a rocky ledge, and Wrecker shoots some boulders up above to block the path that, the block to block the path behind them that he and Hunter just came up. There's stormtroopers behind them, and as the rocks fall, one of the stormtroopers in the front says, look out, and he tackles the one behind him to get him out of the way, keep him safe. And I might be overthinking, but it shows that even though they're stormtroopers now, the clones are still clones, and they care for each other. Um, and I, I think, you know, as we, I think that's going to be their undoing mm. in the Empire. Um we've seen by the time Kenobi rolls around, but you know, they're phased out. They're already kind of starting that yeah. in season one of Bad Batch. So I think, you know, the Empire doesn't want soldiers that care. Hmm. They just want soldiers that follow orders. Wow, that's a good catch. And that's, I think that's made a lot more explicit at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, that is really fascinating because now that you mention it, in season one of Bad Batch, I just assumed all the clones' personalities and opinions and individuality have been totally shut off because that's kind of what's demonstrated by the clones on Kamino in the first season. And now it's almost as if that's kind of fading. Like, they probably would still shoot Jedi on sight and stuff like that, but and they're still loyal to the Empire, but they are also hardwired to be whatever you want to say good good soldiers human not what the empire wants them to be um and clearly the empire is going to need to be able to recruit people that will follow their bidding as opposed to these clones who are at a genetic level incapable of committing the crimes that they want them to mm -hmm. though then again you do have the clones in andor um uh, that are not so nice 
in the flashback scene. So yeah. it, it, you know, not all clones are the same, which is the that's the whole point. You have clones who are maybe more willing to to do what the Empire wants, but not all of them, and that's the problem. I mean, we've for seen the that Empire. in Clone Wars, or well, I've seen that. I don't know if you have. Uh, the is it the Umbara arc? Just a difference okay. between Rex and another clone named Dogma. In oh, interesting. Hmm. Wow. Well, cool. Uh, this is this is definitely the kind of discussion I want to get to, and I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, something I enjoyed was this, the sense of scale for this episode. Um, animation is expensive, and giving a sense of depth or um, you know animating very large things next to your characters is very expensive. And I just appreciated the sheer number of uh, crates falling out of the sky and the sheer number of items inside the crates. Rendered uh, environments. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure if that shot of the city mm, was, that was a good. painting. That, that, yeah. That, I mean. Hmm, that's interesting. But that's another example of the scale, though. Regardless of how they mm-hmm. accomplish it, it feels big, which is yeah. what Star Wars always needs to be. And it feels full. Yes, there you because go. Something can be big and empty. It's one yeah. thing to fill a forest with just trees and yes, good um, point. grass, but it's there's bushes, and you know it feels like an environment. Good point. In Star Wars, I I want to take what back what I just said about Star Wars doesn't always need to be big. You know, Andor has some nice claustrophobic. We're gonna talk about Andor a lot, I think, because it's I so new. I love Andor. <laughs> um, but like, even Solo doesn't need to be big, and Andor doesn't need to be big. There, you can have small bits, and even Rebels had some nice small portions. But if there are when I guess when you're on the planet and you're showing the planet off and you're having these bigger adventures, if you, I think what you said about it feeling full, Star Wars is the fun of Star Wars is the vastness of this galaxy, and you could have it. I, I guess it's almost like comparing um, No Man's Sky when at launch versus what it became. Yes, you can have this gigantic universe, but if it's not full of anything interesting, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So when the galaxy does feel rich and fulfilled and uh, the, the whole fun of Star Wars is I want to know more about this place, this area, rather than, you know, Naboo, which is just grass fields and, yeah. And most of the shots we see of Naboo are always from a distance, but there's no exploring of those areas. Exactly. It's Naboo like- never feels like... I mean, I, I think the underwater Dungan City is amazing. I recently rewatched Phantom Menace for the first time in a while and was amazed at how beautiful the Gungan city is. And then you leave. Whereas I'm talking about the rest, the surface level of Naboo is very boring and, and generic. And the next time that city's visited is, is some arc in clone wars. I think season four, mm-hmm. there's an arc that features the main characters of the arc are Mace Windu and Jar Jar. Oof. It's the two it's opposite wa- spectrums of personality in star ride. Wars. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if this is technically an accurate way to describe it. I have a canonical nitpick. The uh, gunship shows up and a normal clone trooper is piloting it, yeah. not a pilot clone trooper. I guess technically anyone could maybe pilot those, I but I would think there's something special about a clone trooper pilot's armor. It probably has a heads-up display. It has the, the rebreather so that if there was an atmospheric problem, it just bothered me that there was a normal clone piloting it. Does the Empire care at this point? Um, that's an interesting As question. they're looting uh, Dooku's castle next to mm. a city that was orbitally bombarded. Yeah, it just, to me, it just felt like a late animation choice. It is kind of like it in there. putting someone who drives a four-door sedan in charge of, like, 
a school bus. Exactly. Yeah. Like a normal clone. That's a good point. A normal clone would not. I sometimes forget in Star Wars. My mind immediately compares the vehicles to the vehicles we drive on a daily basis when they're more comparable to military vehicles. I, you can just put me in a, in a helicopter. I wouldn't be able to pilot it. Um, has anyone so, uh, driven or has anyone piloted a starship and no one raises their hands? Has anyone ridden in a starship before? And some guy in the back raises his hands. You. <laughs> exactly. You so it. a normal infantry soldier would not be able to pilot a helicopter. So a normal clone trooper should probably not know how to pilot a gunship again like i said nitpick but i think they're well he didn't get to pilot fun. it for very long yeah so he, mm, yeah good point that, that was one thing they're using you know non-lethal you know shot uh stun blasts a wrecker you mm. know not necessarily pointing directly at the stormtroopers versus him taking out the wing of that ship Good that point. trooper is dead. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He hit that rock wall. Mm. That's like hitting a wall at probably like 60 miles an hour at least. Yeesh. I don't know how fast those things go. Um, speaking Very of Wrecker, um, I loved how he so lovingly was like cradling his cannon at the end of the episode. <laughs> He's so excited about his new gun. He already has my favorite gun of the Bad Batch because he has the uh, Republic Commando mm. rifle, which I love as a reference to the video game. And so now he's got this uh, tank cannon that he carries around, which I don't know how that works ammo wise, but his love of it. I really it doesn't enjoyed. matter. He loves it. Exactly. Um, and then my last note is um, obviously spoilers. Officer Rampart shooting Wilco. And then you and I both simultaneously cackled <laughs> out loud when it. So I, I got a better sense for why we laughed at it watching it the second time. Rampart shoots him. He shoots off screen. You see Rampart do the shooting. It holds on him, and you assume it's going to cut away or cut to the next scene or cut to a wide shot of, of Rampart walking away. Instead, it cuts to a wide shot where you can see the clone falling off the cliff halfway down silent. in total silence, <laughs> and it is hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Rest, Loved it. My favorite part uh, of the episode. I have a couple comments about that. Um, just the transition, first of all, from Omega and Echo having this sweet moment where Omega's like, I've made your life super hard. And Echo's like, it's, you know, he's comforting her. He's like, it's, or whatever. It's, it's like the typical, it's not like we don't want you. We just, whatever. Just the transition from that moment straight to Rampart and Wilco. Uh, is a, um, uh, rest in peace, Commander Wilco Hess gas station. <laughs> um, but apparently Wilco... Now, I'm not in the military, so I don't really know how true this is. But apparently, Wilco is like a military slang short for will comply. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and here's here's one thing. I don't know if you picked up on this. Rampart looks directly at the camera. Mm. So he... I did not catch that. So after uh, we have the scene of Wilco falling in silence... <laughs> down 400 <laughs> foot cliff uh-huh. so, someone's gosh side tangent but someone's got to make a meme of that of like uh there's got to be like some free fallen meme <laughs> or the scene from avatar that i sent you yeah of, oh my gosh that was, good. That falls was a good off match. the hover pad and the other one someone could do like a shooting stars meme with that Love one it. anyways so after um we see wilco falling it cuts back to uh rampart and he puts his blaster back in his holster and he he doesn't move but you see his eyes glance to his right and his 
eyes glance to his left like he's looking around and then he looks directly at the camera huh. and then he turns and walks away Bizarre. so I, and i you know and a lot of times when I'm watching animations and they have someone look directly at the camera, it is bizarre because mm-hmm. you're like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not there. But I don't know if that was intentional to just kind of, you know, he's looking because he didn't look down like he was looking over the edge to make sure Wilco wasn't alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that would have been possible. <laughs> I, I guess he didn't technically die on screen, so he could be alive. No, um, but. I, I don't know. It could have been intentional that he's looking around to see who saw and they did like a little the audience saw. I don't know. And mm. then he turns and walks back to a mm. ship, which I thought it was a little jarring. Actually, I was like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I was thinking, I'm like, that is it's interesting because mm. he could have looked around to his side and then turned and walked away, but no, he stopped and he looked straight on. Hmm. Um, dead animation eyes right no, at you. Wasn't, I don't think it was that. <laughs> um, but I guess that leads us into Rampart doesn't want it out that Clone Force 99 is alive. Uh-huh. Um, Which, by the way, if you said that to me out of context, I would not know who that is. I <laughs> I, I know in context that they're the Bad Batch, but out of bat, oh. I'd be like, especially because my brain goes to, well, I haven't seen Clone Wars, so it's probably a thing I don't know. Yeah. Um. But so, he was ready to falsify that report. He doesn't want Tarkin finding out, which I guess kind of shows how scary Tarkin is, even mm. at this point in the early months of the Empire. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Everyone's afraid of their boss. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> and Wilco's like, ain't my problem. <laughs> I ain't going to lie on my tax return. No. <laughs> Poor Wilco. He probably just could have been like, okay, and then <laughs> and submitted the report it. anyways. <laughs> That's what you, you got to learn where to lie, Wilco. It gets you not shot in the back. Gen, or uh, Imperial officer. I don't know. I don't know. The, the ranks in the Empire are not consistent. Um, they're different every time you see the little blue and red Oh, stickers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rights report. <laughs> P.S. Rampart told me to lie. <laughs> Um, do you have any other comments? I, I, my, um, my final segment I have is things I wrote down that you said while we were watching. That's what I was going to close out with. I'm trying. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the. You haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, don't don't go too far into the future because I I would like to be surprised. I know. Um, but either way, so the Empire thinks they're dead. Granted, I yeah, we know that now. Would also if I watched. We knew um, that already, but if if uh. If I also watched, you know, something get orbitally bombarded, I probably would not assume people would. Live and there's either. nowhere else to go on the planet. Yeah. It's all water. Swim. Um, water world. Yeah. Oh no. Um, I think that's it for like the chronological notes. I guess we can just go to the randoms. Um. So what I have written down that you some fun things you said while we were watching. Um. I, I commented about the crabs having their funny little block animation, and you just went crab dab. Crab dab. That was great. I saw another comment that is this is I thought this was hilarious. It was under the you know Bad Batch episode one and two discussion. It just said crab rave. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's very much in your your alley of I love humor. Crab rave. Um, you had a funny comment. I mean, this we all know it. You commented on the repaint. 
for the uh, Bad Batch just uh, to sell new toys that you will gladly be purchasing. Yes, I collect... Um, I'm a little more picky now, but I like to collect the Star Wars Black Series figures. Um, so, yeah, my thought was, oh, they changed the armor so they can sell more toys. You know, whose money Hasbro is going to get? Mine. <laughs> um, you were obviously quoting a meme, but it was funny. You said, if anything bad happens to Omega, I'm killing everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> I think that's is that a brooklyn 99 uh, yeah uh-huh. i've seen like two episodes of that show um and then uh you asked did they put tech in jeans <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the discussion about how jeans are canonical because of the uh crew guy who showed up in the back of mandalorian season two yep um oh here's what i was gonna say earlier so Okay, again, this is sourced from Reddit, so I don't know how accurate it is. Supposedly, D. Bradley Baker voices Bubble Bass, or bub- Bubble Bass and SpongeBob. And SpongeBob, yeah. And I haven't seen uh, any episode of SpongeBob for a while, but apparently, the voice he uses for Bubble Bass is just about the same he uses for Tech. Yeah, just minus the lisp. Yeah, yeah it's a very similar character in that regard. That is funny. Um, to wrap up the previous gene thing then text leg like five minutes later or ten minutes later however much long, longer later in the episode text leg gets broken you went that's what you get for wearing jeans <laughs> i forgot i said that good stuff um one of the the regs took off their helmet and you went he's got lego helmet hair it's wilco i think it's wilco he looks like he has the lego helmet hair like or not it's the lego great helmet, comment the LEGO great suggestion top cut hair so it's good. so it was like oh, i think especially after we see we've spent an entire uh season with hunter who's probably uses lori uh no that's makeup who uses like i don't know what shampoo <laughs> he's got his long hair tech with his receding hairline you know, Wrecker's bald, uh, crosshair is a little melty <laughs> by the time at the end of season one. And then Echo is also bald. But, you know, just jarring going back to the generic clone look like, ah. A <laughs> good point. Great observation. Um, and then they said the name of the city on Camino, which is Topoco? Topoca? T-O-P. I always want to say tapioca. That Tapi- was see, that's right. <laughs> tapioca. That was the joke I, I had written down. Tapo- you you Tapoca? Tapoca. Yeah, you called it Tapioca City, and I thought that was funny. Topeka. Um, and <laughs> oh, the worst place in the world, Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> um, and then the final thing, uh, as soon as the credits rolled at the end of episode two, you just went, ah, two glorious episodes without crosshair. <laughs> it was it was great. I love it. It was very peaceful. Um, I thought the episodes were split up pretty well between the characters. Hmm. I know during season one, um, Tech and Echo were almost kind of background. Uh-huh. They didn't really have many lines or individual like scenes, so I really liked that the second episode focused a lot on like Echo and Omega. You just have... The one great moment where someone says, is there an Echo in here? And Echo's like, yes. yes. <laughs> Echo is definitely the mom of that group. Hmm. He is not the mom friend, but he I feel like his. He's the concerned one. Yes. yes. No, wait a second. <laughs> this is kind of dangerous. <laughs> and everyone disregards it. Uh, good point. That's a good, good observation. Do you have uh, any other notes? 
on this. Fives, fives would have been a good Bad Batch member. Hmm. Him and Echo or together fives. would have been good. Rest in peace, Fives. Um, I feel like did I? Maybe I missed this in season one. So Gregor must be with Rex. I have a meme about that. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't answer your question, but I do have a meme that that would suggest no. I feel. Well, he's maybe he was sleeping somewhere in Sid's cantina, but I don't know. My thought was because we didn't like see him in that first establishing episode, uh-huh. so I wonder if maybe he's with Rex at this point. So I'm also curious. Um, I guess this is into my speculations. I wonder if we'll see Wolf. Yeah, because I we- mean, you know, it's a Floney animated show. We're gonna see everyone. <laughs> I wonder if we'll see. We see Ahsoka. I don't know. No, I don't think we will. She's off having her Tales of the Jedi moments. Oh yeah, Spoilers. I I won't I won't, um, I won't ever out uh, out. I can't. Oh, this is horrible. I'm totally blanking on a word. I've gone so long until just now thinking of every word. I will not rule out anything with <laughs> with this man and his cameos. Oh. So that'll lead me into my um, unless you had any other things written down you wanted to share um so someone to our on meme reddit segment. said this is about after wilco dying that man in the cowboy hat always knows how to make someone cry over another clone death that man in the cowboy hat being dave filoni <laughs> um so i wanted to move on to uh i what i'd like to start is a weekly segment where uh we need to come up with a name for it, but I'm just going to call it Meme Corner right now. Um, and is there any fun Star Wars memes we found last week? Obviously, there's going to be a lot about this new Bad Batch. Um, one I found on the uh, Bad Batch meme subreddit, but it's actually from two weeks ago, so it's before before oh. the new season's release. It's the meme of Patrick having a to-do list, and he's like crossing something out. And it says, Rex's to-do list, R- rescue Gregor, find Wolf, buy steal A-T-T-E. <laughs> Uh, and reserve Gregor is marked off, um, <laughs> but I don't believe we've actually seen him be, find Gregor yet. But not yet. I thought maybe they just like shipped him via package to Rex. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he just showed up one day in the mail. <laughs> um, so I have a couple things I sent you on Twitter. So <laughs> this hilarious official poster by oh, Disney yes. for the Bad Batch, the season two poster. It Bizarre. is. It's so odd because it is i don't know if you all have seen it but if you haven't you should look it up star wars holocron posted it shout out to star wars holocron um not sponsored (laughs) um so the season two poster is like oh my gosh a 20 by 10 image of all of these regular clones copy pasted and the bad batch members just sprinkled through like some weird so funny where's waldo i really thought it was a joke it does when look I like first a meme. saw it because you immediately movie. see Hunter. He sticks it's, out because he's at the top the and uh, he's got his darker hair and he's got the scarf. But then you look a little bit longer and you see the other they did, ones. It's so funny. They did Echo dirty because they placed him and his his skin blends in with the white armor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wrecker, That's so good. Wrecker is like yeah, he kind of sticks out and then. There's crosshair, and he's he's there. Um, Omega is there somewhere, and I can't find her. Uh, oh, Tech is there too. He kind of blends in a little easier. 
but Omega is there oh, somewhere. She's like center down a little bit and yeah, to the left a little bit. That's really she's, funny. She's like the top That's half so of her good. Face. Oh my gosh. Um, but I thought that was hilarious. And then I said I said this to Cameron. So Star Wars, the official Star Wars, tw- uh, posted you know ready to join hashtag the Bad Batch for a new mission. Here's the intel you need to get up to speed. Blah blah blah. And they posted a picture from the end of season one where uh, Omega and the Bad Batch are gazing out over the Camino facility after it has been just destroyed by the Empire. And she's all sad. You know, it's kind of it's very bummer. That's really the only home she's ever known. Someone retweeted it with the full image from the show. And what they did was Star Wars just cropped out crosshair in the corner. And I just think that's hilarious. I just think it's really funny. They said, they really said, and then just like showed the cropped image. It's so good. This is really funny. Really funny. Oh, Love it's it. good. Um, I sent you a meme that I quite enjoyed. Um, if I can bring it back up here for a second. Um, it's the meme of the uh, uh, unfaithful boyfriend looking at the other woman. <laughs> and the man is labeled as what I'm looking forward to in Bad Bat season two. And his girlfriend says, good plot and story. And the woman he's looking at says, in quote, Omega, Rekka, Echo, Teak, Hunter, and Crosshair. <laughs> the Crosshair <laughs> one kills me because it's <laughs> lacking an H and an R. Crosshair. Um, I don't think the um, Omega accent jokes will ever not be funny to me. Um, what else did you send? Oh, you sent me the Wilco meme from Reddit where, uh, it's a little, little down. I don't know if you want me to explain it. Go it's, for it. It's that like, uh, that like 3D rendering of the overly buff Chad guy. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh my with, gosh. With just this, this square image of Wilco's face, paces over it, uh, says is literally named Wilco parentheses will comply. Refuses to comply with the direct order. Refuses to elaborate. Immediately dies. Yep, like that one. Good stuff. I am always pretty. Uh, uh, tickles me the uh, the leaves without elaborating or dies without elaborating. Those are always funny to me. <laughs> Wilco falls four hundred feet. Again, we did not see him die on camera. He could he could show you up never with, know. with um a metal body. He could show up hating Obi Wan at any <laughs> second. You never know. You just don't know. Oh, so good. Um, oh, so funny. I feel like you sent me another one, but I don't know. I will definitely be saving my Star Wars memes more closely. <laughs> yes, going I have forward. to like take screenshots now. Um, thought that I had. I do love that a good portion of our text now. This is this is this is leaning into Andor territory. Is uh, one way out. One way out. <laughs> one way out. <laughs> one way out. One way out. Love it. Um. Yeah. Mm. So I would say that Top tier that concludes that segment. Um. And that concludes the show. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share as we close out our first episode of? Oh, we didn't talk about titles. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. We've got to decide on the title for this podcast. Vote I'm so glad in, I remembered. Vote in the comments your favorite title no we're not letting people choose for us because <laughs> one no one's going to say anything okay so obviously star formers is a very obvious one because we're combining combining star wars and transformers we could also flip it and do transformers doesn't make any sense um i know i bad ideas are included in here um we could also go with like 
putting the word podcast into Star Wars and Transformers related things. Star like, pods. Starcast. Uh, I've got that's. Well, I got so I've got a few down here. Um, Potamus Prime Skycaster. <laughs> Obviously, Optimus Prime and Skywalker. Uh, the Pod Wars of Castertron. Um, or the pod wars of cybercast um so that's obviously the star wars of cybertron and i've also got um autopod jedi caster oh my god being like autobot jedi master or podobot jedi caster oh man uh i'm gonna text these to you so you can see them um just, just do cheese bags no, that's not relevant. <laughs> that's an inside joke. I'm not going to go into Grandma and Grandpa talk pop culture. <laughs> if, uh, I mean, do you want to make it that broad or do you want to? Oh, I don't know. It's up um, to you. I, I, man, I put so much work into these. But if we wanted to just do pop culture, but I, I mean, we're going to, it's going to be a lot of Star Wars. So um... <laughs> 90% Star Wars, 10% pop culture. <laughs> Just, just, just take a look, visually look at these titles and see if any of these. I don't know which one I like even. Oh. If you have an idea, please. Now this is podcasting. Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> oh man. See, that's, that's not really a title though, but it's funny. But I love it. But I also, that's, that's got to already exist. That's got to be. I know. All the. I'm gonna, all that's the really ones. funny though. I'm doing a quick search. Now this is podcasting already exists. Darn it. Yeah, that's clever though. I can't I it's funny. I like it a lot. I know. We have to be, so many podcasts exist now. We have to be careful. Yes. Especially Star Wars podcasts. I definitely just looked up like a list to see if I could find a generator. <laughs> First one of the first ones. The Trash Rats podcast. Trash Rats. That's Podcast name generators do exist. That is Transformers. No, that's interesting. Potamus Prime Skycaster. The Pod Wars of Castertron. The Pod Wars of Cybercast. Autopod Jedi Caster. Podobot Jedi Caster. I'm leaning towards Autopod Jedi Caster, personally. Is it too much of a mouthful? Well, Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yes. That's kind of the joke of trying to cram podcast into a pre-existing phrase. Um, I mean, Starformers is fine, but it also kind of sounds like a astronomy podcast. We're talk about the um, the Mercury Gatorade. <laughs> Mercury Gatorade. Uh, oh, I forgot the term. Mercury be the Mercury in retrograde thing. It's basically it, it's it's a, a, a straw, astrology thing. Oh, I, don't really I see. That. I think basically. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Like, oh, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Um, you're not crazy. Um, <laughs> it also sounds like maybe a podcast about like how stars, like, like celebrities, were started. Mm. I'm not against it, but um, I really think it's funny when people fit the phrase podcast into thing but merge our last name Uh, oh i don't necessarily want to give out my last name per se (laughs) it would probably be actually i'm gonna be tweeting it probably (laughs) so it kind of gives that away um listen to my podcast no one gets to know my last name (laughs) wow see that hmm 
<laughs> I don't think our, our last names are super combinable, though. We could always just come back the next episode. Yeah. Prepare for an episode. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to leave this episode on a cliffhanger then. Very exciting. Uh, on what the Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably know the name of the podcast, but we do not know right now. So Ominous. Oh, very ominous. Um, oh, also, just a quick discussion to have about our art for the podcast. You're an artist. Do you want to draw something or do we need to do a Photoshop? I. It's the same thing for me. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but you could create something, whereas I would be taking pre-existing things for sure. Um, I feel like once we have a name, I can definitely make a look. Nice. We can make a Twitter page. Yeah. Potentially. The social media. Potentially. Man, we can we can do whatever we want because no one's listening. So we can do it. We can say we can say whatever we want on here. Thanks. Thanks, Last Mom. Jedi is the second best Star Wars movie. That's you're, not true. You're darn right. <laughs> I think it's third. third it is it's it's probably tied for third, I'd say. Because your top is Empire Strikes Back. My top is Empire. New Hope is a very close second. I really like Return of the Jedi um, as a definite third. I think Last Jedi probably slides in as a 2.5 or tied for third. My top three is Revenge of the Sith, Last Jedi, and Return of the Jedi. Very nice. I actually put Empire Strikes Back is in the middle of my list. And I just, Rude. I just think it's, I just think it's fine. But Yoda, but <laughs> the final fight, but Hoth, but this it is fine. I, my main thing is I just like all Star Wars. Star True. Wars, it's like if it's, it's Star Wars, I like it's it. Hard yeah. To rank. Well, there's there's Star Wars, and then you, like there's the meme of you can't rank all of them, and at the bottom is droids the cartoon i was gonna say the holiday special <laughs> yeah, oh, hey at least it had b arthur in it at least the holiday special gave us things like the john tron review oh. which are so good reviews of them are hilarious so, so at good. least we have that but nothing good came from the droids cartoon or the ewoks cartoon as far as i know or the ewok live action so that that's the whole that like things i just choose to ignore is the the <laughs> The 80s children's content. I just don't believe that exists in the canon. Because <laughs> when I say I like all of Star Wars, I'm ignoring that that exists. I feel like most people ignore that it exists. Mm. I feel like George Lucas does too. Yeah, probably. So You know, I think I might have been too far. He places. might try to act like all of Star Wars doesn't exist now though. <laughs> it's his ex-wife. First someone steals his actual wife and then someone stole Star Wars from him. His metaphorical wife. Rest in peace. Okay, so we've been going for an hour and a half. Uh, that's probably a good time to cut it off. Um, we also need to work on our salutes, but for the time being, we're just going to say, may the force be with you. And, and you. may uh, your all spark shine brightly. Oh. I don't know Star Force. Oh, I don't gotta, know Transformers. We got to work on that. <laughs> we got to work on that. May your lightsaber be bright and your animation be not so spotty <laughs> <laughs> may your star be wars and your autos be bot oh man really well, really nailing work. it here yeah we gotta work on that and as always wait i wasn't prepared for this i need the list in front of me oh no i, I quote optimus prime no no no, no, no. oh that's that'd be really funny <laughs> <laughs> we, we are out there <laughs> Nice Peter Cullen. Just play uh, a Lincoln Park song as our outro. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like getting sued though. I don't. I want oh, our podcast copyright. to be publishable. Maybe if I could find a royalty-free song that sounds like 
Lincoln Park. Or if I could find like a... Fortunately, we have a friend of ours that makes music in his oh, spare time. That'd be... Oh, that'd be interesting. I wasn't going to want to ask anyone. I was just going to find some royalty-free oh, music, too. but he's kind of willing to do stuff like that. We'll talk to him. Um, but I was going to close out today's podcast just with one last little reference here. Just as always, Omega, <laughs> Rekka, Echo, Teak, Hunter, and Krasia. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.